Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This would be a good time to record the pilot episode. I'm your host, Evan Kabuda. This is the co-host, co-founder, Beyond the Brand, Booty D. He hails from the state of Connecticut, if you couldn't see it across his chest. Uh, I am from New Jersey, and we're here to bring you guys a good show. You guys could just call me Alex, so that'd be fine. But. So here's what we're going to do. Let's bring Randy on the show before we take this shot. So, lower that for a second. Just, just pause it. my wedding song, dude. Yeah. Yeah, fuck your wedding song. So, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take this shot, and then we're going to proceed to tell you guys how we met, uh, kind of through our relationship, how we ended up here, living in New York, Jersey City together, um, kind of our growth as individuals, um, what we're trying to do and accomplish with this podcast, and then, um, you know, we'll probably be fucked up by the end of it, so we'll get to that eventually, but, uh, yep, so we're going to house this bottle of wine. If we still recording, it would be not Yeah, we, uh, we bought a case of wine. We have to record two more podcasts tomorrow morning, but hey. Hey, like it. Set your alarms. Salute. I don't. All right. Ooh. All right, Captain Morgan. Yeah. Nice. So uh, let's start with how we met. Right. So um, my first memory of, of Alex was in college. He showed up with glasses kind of like these, completely shaved head. <laughs> um, pretty sure. Like, I don't even know if this is like the right way to say it, but I'm pretty sure he didn't even know that he was Caucasian. Like, I I, I don't think he thought that. Uh, let's let's backtrack a little bit. Yeah, let's. Grew up in a very populated Puerto Rican town. Went to the barber. Yo, give me a one all around shape. <laughs> I had thought he was I, swaggy as hell, like I, athletics, baseball no, cap, lean. I court. had the ice pick, fucking <laughs> ice pick sideburns. <laughs> Google Ice Big Sideburns. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so I actually knew a kid named Matt who was in my English class that Daniel never Lip. that never came to class. And uh, we kind of just, like, hit it off from there because I didn't really go to class much. So I was like, oh, yo, did you do the homework? He's like, no, did you? And I was like, nope, didn't do it. So we just kind of <laughs> went in and failed together. Didn't, I didn't fail. Matt might have failed, but whatever. Regardless. Got through it together. And eventually, like, we started, like, partying a little bit together. Matt played football. Me and him played football together. And he was like, oh, shit. He was like, yo, I... I like live with this kid Alex. It's cool. I bring in a pregame. I'm like, <clears throat> like, I guess, yeah. At the time, I didn't make the connection of who Booty Draws was and who Alex was because I thought I, I thought Booty Draws was a fucking bum. And then I meet Alex, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, ah, okay. Didn't you know who I was through my Instagram name? I knew, yeah, I knew you guys Booty Draws, but he said he kept saying whatever. He said Booty or something. Like, I, I don't know how I didn't make the connection. I think we, we did follow each other at the time. Yeah, no, I definitely followed you from the beginning. Because funny story, I, before I came to game, I literally followed every person, so it was like kind of weird. So like everyone knew me coming in. So then I like he came to pregame my dorm one night. 
night. And this is the night that like me and him really became friends. I was like, he came in with Matt. We were like ripping shots. We used to do this stupid fucking thing called Ch- Chili Willies where we would snort oh. vodka out of the bottom of a beer can. Did we do it? Oh, no. Fuck no. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> yeah, Chili Willies, which was like a high school thing. We started doing it in college because we thought we were funny and it was fucking so stupid. Anyway, right, right there. So we were all doing that. We go to a party, a frat party. And I just remember like me and Booty were like <clears throat> over by the keg. We got there early because we said we were interested. Like in the fraternity, went over to the keg. Like we started pouring people beers. And I just looked at him like, dude, I got to piss so bad. It's like a tea party, right? Yeah. She's like, dude, I got to piss so bad. And he's like, dude, me too. I was like, yo, like, let's just fucking whip it out right here. <laughs> and he's just like, ah, let's do it. Literally, first time meeting. The first, right? first night, like actually hanging out, me and him cross swords on a keg <laughs> yeah. in the middle of a party while there's like girls and shit. I guess they thought we were in the frat. Like we we're filling them up beers <laughs> one hand, like hands on cock in the other, and just peeing on, on the keg. Like as and it's seeping into the dance floor, yeah. and like now people are starting to look like, what, like was was the was the keg leaking or something? Like I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Even guys in like the fraternity were like, yo, you guys good? We're like, yeah, we got it. Yeah, we're good, man, we're good. <laughs> Whatever. All of a sudden, dude, I get a tap on the shoulder. Two kids are like, yo, are you fucking serious? I'm like, oh, man, you got me. I don't really know what to tell you. Or maybe it's in the corner. Repeat again in the corner, maybe. Next thing I know, I see Lip. Lip, like the one time this semester he comes to class, I see him in class. I'm like, dude, how the fuck is your boy Booty doing? Like, I had a good time. I'm like, he's the man. <laughs> Shows me a video. He goes, dude, he doesn't really drink that much. I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean? Shows me a video of this kid passed out, literally like spitting on himself, just throwing up. He's like, dude, I don't know what you did to him. Like, I like, I'm like, dude, like, we just we just drank a lot. Like, I, I don't really think it was that serious. Like, he's like, nah, he doesn't really drink like that. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And then ever since then, I was like, you know what? Kid should be my friend. I actually kind of <laughs> like him. Man, like, he can. In that <laughs> moment, we became his friends. Yeah. I was like, maybe I can mold him a little bit. <laughs> Funny story. Yeah, I woke up with puke all over myself, all over my bed. Disgusting. He showed me the video. I was so embarrassed. You know, freshman year, you're, you're young. You learn. I actually haven't thrown up since that time. Nope. That's a lie. I lied. It's a lie. I threw up one more time. Two more times after that. You sure about that? Yeah. New Year's. <laughs> All over at, a girl. Yep. At Matt's. And when, when I fingered my mouth with you. Yeah. yeah. I didn't finger his mouth. We fingered <laughs> each other's. No, no, no. I didn't finger his. We fingered our individual mouths and then threw up. Yeah. I actually never threw up until probably my like senior year of college. And it was just like I had to force it from like drinking too much beer. But yeah. No. Just from there. That's good, though, because pe- people showed me pictures freshman year. Me, like, holding Skippy peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, I have a history. Some peanut things butter. never change, right? Yeah, some things never change. Yeah, but I was laying on the ground, like, literally in front of our dorm. I was cuddling, like, a Skippy peanut butter and just, like, throw up on myself. I mean, every, I, feel like everyone, I feel like everyone kind of goes through these things in college. But anyway, <clears throat> from that day, like, I thought he was cool and I wanted to hang out with him more. But I, we didn't really hang out much after that. That summer, believe it or not, there's a kid who I roomed with freshman year that said he asked him to room with us. It was me and my other roommate from my hometown, Dylan. Before that, I almost even transferred. Yeah. Because I hated the football team, hated like the whole atmosphere at a fucking 2.1 GPA. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. You got to try for that. So, no, 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 <laughs> not 2.1, 1.2. My mistake. Oh, you really got to try for that no, one. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, literally go to class to get a C that, like, when people tell you that, go to fucking class. Anyways, didn't go to class, got a 1.2, canceled my housing. I'm like, mom, I'm canceling my housing. I'm going to play football at Western Connecticut. Couldn't go because I had the 1.2. He's like, yeah, you would have to wait a whole another like semester or year or something because of like the D3 rules. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to stick it out. Ended up moving in with a lip. And then that following <laughs> summer, Brandon texted me and was like, he said, yo, man, like you think booty, booty draw is cool. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I had a good time on that. I was like, yeah, Brent, tell him to come in. So we got like the big, like the big dorm with like three bedrooms. Me and the kid Dylan shared a room. Um, you guys were supposed to share 
we were going to make the other one like a video game room or something. Something falls through. And like by the luck of God, like the only thing I have to thank this kid for, like he didn't go to Kane. Like he was so he was so bad at school. He like failed out or he couldn't dorm. And Booty still ended up living with us. And it was just me, Dylan, and Booty. And but at the time we thought he, he was like a cool kid. No, no. At the time. But we learned later on. That he was, learned later on. He was a drug addict. Yeah, he had a lot of problems. Yeah. So, and then Booty moved in and that's when we started to get really close. Like he started going to football parties. I started becoming cool with like some frat guys. And then like he just kind of like, we were always together. It was like me and him. Then I pledged <clears throat> a fraternity, crossed everything. And he saw how much fun we were having as he was living with us. And he was like, dude, like, and he kind of, I knew what was going on. Like, he saw, like, what we were going through and everything. He was like, dude, like, I want to be, like, with you guys doing this. So, like, like it was, at that point, it was starting to become me and you in the spring. It was, like, me and you because Dylan got a girlfriend. It was me and you, like, hanging out all the time. And then Corey moved in, too. Did he have a girlfriend? Yeah. Was yeah. January or December, like-ish. They got the, they started dating, like, right after we crossed. Like, two okay. months after. So, then me and, me and Booty started becoming real close. And he, like, saw much fun we were having. And I, like, remember going to his room. I was like, dude, you got to fucking come. He's like, yeah. And he's like, you know, you're right. Ends up pledging. Joins our fraternity. And that just led to a whirlwind of shit because <laughs> like after that it was just a debacle because he was me Corey our other very good friend Dylan who we're, we're very close with um, and we had we had a hell of a time like we just fucking we lived it up Dylan had a girlfriend Corey eventually got a girlfriend like a little later on that year but like and then it was just kind of me and him but he had a girlfriend too but I think I think I think maybe you just liked hanging out with me a little bit too much <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. So I would wake up. Evan would text me, yo, you want you want to hang out tonight? I would confirm that appointment. Then my girlfriend would try to hang out with me. I'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Evan already scheduled an appointment with me. <laughs> okay. It's easy to make plans when you live 30 feet from me. Exactly. Not even 30, not even 30, literally three steps from one another. Dude, there's been times where we got so drunk. Like I wake up in his bed. Like we wake up, legs intertwined. I was like, holy shit. Like what happened last night? Meanwhile, we had like a couple beers. There was nothing crazy with and it always ended up being something crazy. So that's how we got like really close. Then moving forward, it was me, Dylan, Corey, and uh, Alex in a room. We got really close. We all decided we we're going to move into the frat house our junior year. Let's, we- talk, let's talk about pledging first. Like me ignoring you guys, hating you guys literally for a whole semester. Oh, yeah. Well, like when he, when he was pledging, he didn't want to talk to us because we were already in the fraternity. So he would just call me and go straight to his room. And he like wouldn't associate with us for like the few weeks that he was pledging. And then once that was over, he was like, all right, I'm so glad I did this. Thank you guys for helping me through it. But he fucking hated us at one point. Then we all decided we were going to move into the frat house together, which was like the best fucking thing ever in the world. I don't know if like any of you out there have ever experienced it. Like you move into a house in college, not even a frat house, just a house in general. You're like, dude, this is the shit. We did it together all together. We got counted at the same time, all did it together into a frat house, moved in, got a, we moved into a house in the summer. Me and him worked at the same job with another kid, Will. Where we got even closer because we were all working together. We we're going through the same struggle. He was also in our fraternity. Also in our fraternity. But we were making fucking like bank. For kids right. in college, we were right. making so much money. Working every day. Every day. Dude, serving, like whatever the fuck we were doing. I had like two jobs. He had two jobs. Will had two jobs. We were just fucking caking up. And then we would come home every day and we'd just get like, fucked yo, up. What, what do we do with this yeah. money? We're looking at it. Like- Dude, we would come home, get fucked up, make make like a fire pit in the backyard and just like drink every night. Because we didn't know what to do. We were like 20 years old. We didn't even know what to do with ourselves. Yeah. Not, not even. We were 19. Probably. No, we were 20. We were 20 years old. And then I remember after that, like, dude, there, it got to the point in the summer where it was like, I would I would just go down because I lived on the all the way on the fourth floor and Booty lived all the way in the basement. And I would go all the way down and I would just come down with like a wad of like $15,000 in cash. I'm like, dude, I just... <laughs> I work all the time. I don't even know what to do this. You want you like you want to go to the strip club or something like yeah. I, because I like I didn't even know what to do. Like I had so much cash. <laughs> you want to talk about that, sorry? No, I don't because right. it's illegal. I don't want to talk about it. 
Um, so, <laughs> so not illegal. I'm just kidding around. You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> so yeah, no. So we had a lot of money, and then all of a sudden, Booty finds this like ridiculous house. He's like, dude, pretty sure I got it. Like, what do we do? I'm like, well, I only trust like a few of us. Why don't just like a couple of us go? So I think it was me, you, Dylan, and like maybe like one or two other kids. We went there. We check it out. Like, dude, this house is sick. Right next to campus, big, big backyard. We got enough rooms for everyone. Got this sick house in college. And like that house is what made us all really tight. Oh, yeah. Because that year, that year, or that six to nine months of living in, in there was like the best time of my like whole career. Whole like college, college career. And like career. growing up through high school and college, like if you combine it all, that was the best like nine month period of my life. Like we moved in, we got so close to everyone. We had the best time ever. And like, dude, we just partied our ass off. We, we, we just, There's about like what? Eight people in the house? Eight to, eight to 12 at we, a time. We, we made an eighth room. And, uh, but there was like 12 because people would share rooms and shit. There was like eight I to know, 12 at a time. It was, like, yeah. in, it was like in between. And it was like, we went to a small school. So it was like nothing crazy. And who we had in the basement too was like... <laughs> Well, because ba- we were the closest. Yeah. So the basement crew was like me, him, and Corey. Me and him and Corey had been close from the beginning. Dylan moved upstairs. Dylan and his girlfriend got very serious, and then it was like us three. And then Corey started getting serious with his girl, so it was just always me and him. And he was like kind of on again, off again with his girlfriend. So, but me and him just always kind of remained like that relationship. And we just kept getting tighter and tighter. We, everything we did is like, it, like it was like a, we want to hang out. Like I don't know, if, like in college, people make a big deal about oh, oh, you're in that frat or like you're in that frat or you're in that sports team. Like he played football. And was in a frat, and I was just a kid in a frat that a lot of people liked. So we and him became friends with everyone else, and we just like started doing everything. And we were like hanging out. Sports teams reached out. All their sports teams, and like they would only invite us. And like, dude, like it was just it became a thing. Other sports teams started liking fraternity. Yeah, because because we were like open about. It. And we would like yeah. be like, dude, like those guys are good. Like like they're cool. Like we all hang out, we get along, we don't cause any problems. Let's make it happen. That's what we did. And eventually, a lot of people started liking us, and then it became me and Booty, you and Booty, you guys package deal, you guys come. That's how it happened. That's how we got really close. I would say junior year is probably when we got really close because we would like travel a lot too, which is I think you should do when you're in college. Yeah, sophomore year, I feel like we got really close. Sophomore year we got close. I think junior year was. I think junior year was like another level. I think me and you were like level. that was like I would like me and you like could have just been butt naked in front of each other. I'd be like, yeah, dude, sit. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck. No, literally, yeah. And then we decided we're like, dude, let's let's go on a tear. It's me, him, and our buddy Jamal, and we literally every weekend we visited another school. And the, we and the days that we didn't, because we'd visit a school for like a night, and then the days that we didn't, we would party at Kane. So why, why did we do that? Because we're getting so bored of Kane. No, I just think like I, just, no I just I just I just I just think it like happened. I think we were just planning. Like it was getting like old, and we're like, you know what? We no. just need something new. No, I think I think it literally just kind of happened. Like we were on a roll, and we we're like, dude, fuck it, let's keep going, let's let's keep partying, let's like do something crazier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it was just on a tear. So like I remember, I remember it was like October. It's like sophomore year rolled over. Yeah, it was like yeah. the the last week of September, beginning of October. We like, I think. We went to like Udell or like or Penn State to visit like one of my good friends from home who they eventually get got really close with and like it was just party after party and it was like when we weren't there we were here and we were partying here and like dude we were just all over the map and like again it's when you get close right when you're making yeah. these long trips together and like it's great you're connecting with more people yeah you're meeting a lot of other people from other schools like different girls like whatever you know you're having a good time I'm not even kidding you I think we like tallied it up. There's like there's like what 31 days in October. I think we might have drank. There's like 22 or 25 days out of the month. It was disgusting. Well, like, I had a 20 ACL at that point. Oh yeah, he tore his ACL in football and he <laughs> couldn't even play. So he like dedicated himself to partying for like a like whole semester. I remember I remember that semester was the worst I ever did in college. And like I, I like I wasn't even trying. I didn't even go to class. I didn't do anything. Like I was the worst I ever did. That was like my way of like coping, kind of keeping my mind. Oh yeah, off. good excuse, dude. Yeah, you went to <laughs> fucking party. Like it was like half and half. I'm gonna get fucked up with my boy yeah. and. 
you know, tore my ACL. So yeah, I mean, it wasn't the best influence when I would walk in fucked up from the night before and just be like, "Yo, dude, are we gonna do this?" And you're like, oh, "Yeah." I Especially did. living in a frat house, you know, it's anywhere you turn, and like we were the guys. It was like the go-to guys. It was like, "Yo, want to party with those guys?" You, you can't even lock your door without them like fucking kicking it down. But not even that, dude. And paying for another door. But not even that. Like, it was me, me and you would always be down to drink. So it was people who wanted to drink. They came to us first, and they'd be like, "Yo, you guys want to do that?" We couldn't be like, "Ah, no, let's yeah. do it." That's how it was in college. At least that's how it felt to me. I don't know. Maybe that's like cocky to say. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, that's how it felt. When you that's look, how we built connections. Yeah. Through. Like, and we were cool. People hitting us up and you're like, you know, all right, fuck it. But yeah, we were cool with everyone. Like, it wasn't, we weren't like discriminating or like, oh no, you're not in the frat. I like, can't hang out. Like, no. Nah, we reached out to a lot of people too. Yeah, we did. We did. And, that's, and guys that we still talk to now. Like guys exactly. on the like baseball team and shit that we still talk to today. Exactly. Um, so yeah. And then after that, I, I, dude, that was the worst I ever did. I, I think I, I might have failed a class in college that semester because I was part way too hard and then I remember after that I was like I kind of gotta get my shit together I had moved upstairs I had left the degenerates downstairs I moved upstairs and we still partied pretty hard but it was nowhere near what it was in the fall the fall was bad the fall was really bad I took it well that was when we took a cleanse in, over winter break remember you went home that's when I threw up you took you went home I took and I we both took a cleanse we both went on a diet we didn't drink at all yes you're right and that's when that's we came back for New Year's yeah, yeah so me and Booty took a break from each other we took a break <laughs> from each other great. for like a month we had like a like a date night thing where me and him didn't drink yeah and then we we just kept it rolling for a full month and we so we like went sober we went on a diet i lost like yeah yeah it was like it was kind of christmas might have been i think the only night we agreed to drink was new year's oh uh, but we had stopped a week before kind of christmas it was like the first week of december yeah so we like so we agreed to stop for a month we went on a diet lost about i think i lost like 15 pounds I, I like lost a lot. I wasn't eating. I wasn't drunk eating. I didn't drink at all. Lost about 15 pounds. I, I definitely lost some weight. Yeah. We, we both like, we both were really dedicated to it. We would like text each other updates. Like, dude, like I, you know, I'm like hanging in there, blah, blah, blah. And I also was working out with Quentin too at the time, which really helped me out. Yeah. But. Where was I? I, I was at, I was still living on the prize. Maybe. Maybe I went home. Yeah. You went home and I was living on the prize. Yeah. So. so but you, but your knee was still fucked. My knee. You were in crutches when it happened. Yeah. I was getting back into it. Yeah. So. But I was still working out and like. So so that, so that New Year's, we decided that we were going, that was the one day on our break that we were going to drink. So me and him, of course, naturally, we could not go hard together. So we went 10 times harder because we took a break for that long. And our, yeah, our reunion back was on New Year's. Yes. And then we went to a party down in Monmouth and we were like wasted, like like two shots of vodka wasted, like, like falling over. Like I remember telling the girls we were with, I was like, dude, I hope you guys know you might have to take care of us tonight because I am fucking shot already it's been like a couple shots and that's it all right so we went to new year's we broke up we broke up uh the, the, the co whatever um alex had did a regrettable thing um where our other buddy matt had to break it up it was a bad thing blah blah, blah. it was a milestone in our friendship that we will never forget moving on from that moving forward uh spring was just as wild we had a lot of fun and then our senior year going into our senior year of college we told each other and our buddy Corey that the one that's been with us for sophomore year we were like dude we gotta get out of this shit we gotta really like get our shit together because we partied way too hard those last few years senior year is all about grades and getting our life together and like we've got to go into the real world which is good that's what you kind of have to do that's kind of honestly the kind of path you should follow in college is like have fun 
have your deep spell and then kind of pick yourself up or just stay up here the whole time and don't even worry about what's going on down here because that's where we were in the gutter for a little bit but um yeah dude have fun and then senior year came and we kind of got we started getting our shit together but like still kind of fucking around a little bit here and there we we, we, we knew the goals that we had right in plan that no i wouldn't say knew we started to get a idea of what we wanted to do i wouldn't say we had we didn't know we didn't know we didn't know we didn't know we were going to be here we, we definitely didn't know yeah um, so i would say we i would, still love to party at the time but it was like not 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 nearly the level that we were doing yeah so you went back for another semester you tried to play football you got re-injured it didn't work out in that time span we all got jobs like all of us like got real world jobs yeah you guys been having jobs I I went into a job in finance which I fucking hated I was absolutely miserable and um, I started listening to this guy named Gary V lo and behold he became the future for me and I was like dude this fucking guy knows what he's talking about so I was like oh my god Gary V dude, like this guy's my idol like I, I love this guy I love everything he's about somewhere in that summer I was really in like a deep dark place um, you know for people who are in college and you think like you're not going to get out of it and like you're never going to get a job or with what's going on right now with this coronavirus shit if you think you're never going to get a job you will get a job like don't fucking overthink it don't think it's going to like never happen because it will um, I thought like that and I thought like I was in the worst spot possible Eventually, I got out of it. Um, got that job. Worked there for about six to eight months. Hated it. Gary B used to say a lot of things of like, um, if you're not happy, quit. Like, fuck it. You know what? You owe no one anything. And it kind of stuck with me. And I just literally, I came back for my 23rd birthday in New Orleans. And I was just like... I quit. Like, I, this, I'm not happy. I don't want to be here. Like I, I, like, I went to a school of communications and media studies, which I didn't even know was a thing. They don't teach you that. They don't tell you. I mean, looking back at my notes, they probably did tell me. But, like, I... Not the kind of kid who like thought about it because I was whatever I was doing stupid shit, which is probably on me. But you know, moving forward, like for other schools and advice, small schools more so. I feel like bigger schools they kind of help you guide you a little more. I feel like you kind of gotta dig a little deeper and help these kids get there because I had no idea that this was a thing. So I got into media, uh, digital media advertising. I worked for Publicist Spark Foundry for eight months. Um, it's the second largest communications company in the world. Um, got into digital media advertising, but I was, it's such a big account. I worked for Comcast. I was in like one little small role and I wanted to have like my hands on more moving pieces, which eventually led me going back to Gary V was the guy who gave me, not personally, but advice on to quit my job. I literally was like, all right, th- like there's an opening at his company. Like, let me apply. Like, what, what's the worst could happen? And it just kind of like, snowball like I just I kind of distanced myself from a lot of my friends who were partying a lot and and like doing their thing um and I said to myself because we had a couple stupid fucking incidents when I would go visit him in Florida that summer I went to visit him and I ended up uh going to the hospital it was a stupid fucking drunken mistake by me um and I literally said to myself when I come back from this I'm literally never going to be like that again lo and behold I did one more time (laughs) but I literally said, like, dude, I'm getting my shit together. I'm over this shit. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. And I just said, I'm distancing myself from a lot of people because I felt like a lot of people were holding me back. And there's nothing really wrong with doing that. Like, if you feel like someone's dragging you down or a couple people dragging you down, there's nothing wrong with doing that. So I separated myself from people that I was hanging around with. And I literally didn't talk to anyone. I didn't go out. And I just focused on me. And I said, I'm going to save money because I want to move out. I'm going to look for a new job because... 
if I don't get a promotion, I, I got to look somewhere else. Like you should always keep your options open, especially when you're young. And like I said, Gary V's company, uh, Vayner, uh, VaynerMedia had an opening. I applied, I interviewed. I find out that one of their newer branches, newer companies, the Sasha Group had an opening as a media analyst. Went through that interview process. It took about a month. Um, I didn't have any help. I didn't have anyone who worked there before. I didn't have any of that stuff. Um, I did well, well enough. And I got the job. And like, for me, that was like the biggest thing. I was like, holy shit, dude. Like I'm working for Gary Vaynerchuk working for Gary Vaynerchuk and working for one of his companies this is the coolest thing in the world um, I was stoked it was like a dream job like, like I went from a job I hated where I literally would wake up every day and tell the guys that I was with I fucking am miserable and I went to a job where I'm like dude I fucking love going to work every day um, because of who I'm working for and that was the difference between where, I, where I'm at now and who I was working for in the first job I fucking hated my life so my biggest advice to all these people and like what I started to do now is kind of separating yourself from the people who don't don't see this life the same way you do like there's nothing wrong with like telling a friend like hey man i need to keep some distance because you're not where i'm at mentally and i want to i want to be here i'm only here but i want to be here and your friend might be here but that's why i told alex and like me and him used to talk about it a lot yeah and I was like, dude, like I found this great apartment in in, in Jersey City because my buddy Jeff used to live here. It's like, why don't why don't you move back? Like, why don't we work in the city together? Why don't we get this experience together? We live it through it like in our twenties and like like we'll do it. Like we'll we'll do it together. Yeah. So when I moved to Florida, I pretty much put myself in the best situation to be close to family. And like Evan, I separated myself from shit I was getting into with the people around me. You know, I got into some shit with the DUI when I left New Jersey and pretty much needed a fresh start. You know, aside from all those situations, I, I knew I had a good head on my shoulders. It just so happened I was a fucking idiot in college. So really, I would say Florida was a great experience in terms of figuring out what I really wanted to do, you know, getting my shit together. Didn't really drink when I was in Tampa. And, you know, if Tampa was actually the fit for me. So really, it was a wake up call. Ended up putting all my eggs in you know, so many different baskets because I felt like, you know, learn as many skills as possible and, you know, go from there. You know, once I graduated from Kane with an exercise science degree, pretty much fucking lost. Did have a plan in the back of my mind that I wanted to go to grad school. That ended up falling through. So my goal is to be an athletic director, but going back to school was not an option for me. You know, due to all the damn tests you have to take, the requirement courses, and obviously had no fucking money. So don't always set up yourself with one path. There's always got to be backup options. Never know opportunities that come forward once you get into the real world and, you know, all these different people that you meet. Stayed on track. I wanted to be around sports and work with the youth. So I literally hit up every coach in the district via email. And thankfully, Coach Wiener from Plant High School was maybe the first person to get back to me. Got a coaching job with the running backs. It was non-paid. I knew this was a step to get my foot in the door as a teacher at one of the best schools in Florida. So, you know, eventually got a position as an assistant teacher. You know, really took the first opportunity I could get. You know, I wasn't being picky and sometimes you can when you want to get where you want to be. Absolutely love the kids, but then summer was approaching and needed another job. Picked up a quick camp director job, met some really good people. Summer ended. I was still coaching at the time and I had to make a decision that, you know, it was kind of tough because I always wanted to be a coach and I always wanted to be a teacher and I was offered a position as a director at the YMCA, but the pay was really, really shitty. 
So I figured, you know, do I stick it out of here? Do I take this position? And I kind of weighed the options and felt like taking the director position was the better option for me because, you know, being a director, taking care of staff, taking care of kids, I felt like that was the best experience to become an athletic director and have that on your resume. And that's when he hit me up, actually, you know, you know, applying to jobs, applying to jobs. I was like, dude, I, I really don't know if this, like, if this is going to work out. Because this was like a perfect situation if I moved to Jersey City. It was like college days, but mature version of life. Yeah, exactly. We were literally talking about, you know, making a podcast and we never thought it would actually come to this. Yeah. So I applied to jobs. I actually took a trip Thanksgiving break and I had a lot of interviews lined up. So I was relying on WB Mason to contact me back. And then like when he told me that, because like I had other people texting me like, oh dude, I can't wait to move with you. And like there was only one other one that I really took serious. And I was like, fuck dude, like me and him, like we just, me and Booty, like we just get along together so well. Like I was like, dude, this will be it. Like we'll move in and like, I don't have to worry about these other guys hitting me up. Like if he doesn't get it, like you get it. Cause I was coming here regardless. Cause I worked in the city and like, now that I got this new job, I was like, all right, I can afford it. Like this is what I want to do. Like it's, this would work out for me. It was when, like such a career change too. Like yeah. I, I didn't know if I wanted to do that or not. That's I was like, like, is this like. Dude, honestly, I would say until I'm from that point. Right, like you moved, and like I was hyped. I was like, dude, like my fucking boy's coming back. Like, cause I, I got to a point in college where I like I didn't even, cause I grew up in a town that was very sheltered. Like, right, like I I didn't want to, want to be around like people from my town anymore because I was they were just so sheltered and like such in like a bubble. They didn't understand like what was outside of it. And like I was like, dude, like I need my boy back because we we would do everything together. Like we would get food together. Like we'd fucking do laundry together. Like we did everything together. So like when he came, when he was told me, like I said, I had other guys lined up one was from college one was from home i was like dude i I need booty to come back because like that's like my guy and like but that's why i moved to tampa because i didn't want to be around the whole the whole scene anymore yeah the whole scene that i had of you know going out getting fucked up and being around these like toxic but you and you you didn't believe it until i showed you that i did it i was like dude like i'm telling you like i separated myself from these people like and i did this yeah and not even separate from these people because there's a lot of good people that we went to school with and that we had fun with. Yeah. But it was separate from myself. Like I need, I needed to grow. I needed to grow up and do things. Like, oh, like, I'll definitely still be friends with these people. Yeah, yeah. Like, and like if I if I see them or if we if we plan something together, absolutely. But like I had to do it for myself, and that's when and I think that's when you took me serious. You're like, okay, well, like if if you can do, it, I know I can do it because it's like we're gonna do it together. And I'm yeah. like, dude, yeah, like yeah. we're doing this together. We're moving here, and we're gonna get our shit together. Yeah. And that's what we did. And like like he came. Eventually, we moved in. He moved into my parents' house for like two weeks before we could move I had into no, this nowhere to live and his, his parents you know welcomed me in yeah. thank god for them yeah i mean dude because i was an only child so they look at him like he's like, like so i have i have two childhood best friends and then i have Buddha, who's my college best friend and if you and if you have the same kind of dynamic you know that like your childhood best friends usually like there's like one or two like you have a different dynamic with both and then you have a different dynamic with the college best friend like there's always like different like give or takes from both right like mm-hmm. I, I feel like oh, yeah, i feel yeah. like that's fair to say um you have a different relationship um with everyone but like specifically those three or those two whatever you have is like different and uh he moved in they looked at him like another sibling like they look at my friends from home as like they call me booty as well yeah (laughs) but they also call you their their second son and they also call that my to my friends from home so it's like my two close friends from home it's like it's like the same category so when he moved in it was like it was like no brainer i was like dude booty's living with us for two weeks before we move into this apartment and i don't know why dude i don't i we haven't even 
we talked about this until probably now, but I feel like tensions were high between me and you for those two weeks. Think so? I just felt like like I was like like this move like I was like the move was pissing me off like a lot. And then I remember like moving in here. Yes. And then I remember when we no, moved big, big time. And yeah. then I remember when we moved in, me and you were like, dude, like what the fuck is good with us? Like like we we, we, we talked about it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, like why? Because I, I was so frustrated, and I was Tampa literally like changes you. It's different pace than what it is from here. This I mean this New this, York New York. Right. I'm sorry, you live in Hoboken, Jersey. You live in New York because this is a different speed from everywhere else in the world. Like yeah. I don't give a fuck what anyone else says. But like I visited him in Tampa a couple times. I went down there and the, the couple times I went down there, I was like, dude, this is not not real life. Like this is not what like business America is. And I was like, you should experience that. You treat it like vacation all the time. Every yeah. single day. They don't know what reality is. It's, it's not a, it's not a, like a disrespect thing to people no, in Tampa. No, no. It's like a, it's like it's just different worlds. And I was like, I was trying to tell him, I was like, dude, you need to come here and experience this. So that brings us to now. So we had these jobs for the last few months. We finally got settled in. We were feeling some tension moving in because I was like, dude, like dude, it was got, just really fucking. It was shuffle. just so much shit. We, like we, I, we were not agreeing on anything. anything and, that we we pre- yeah, and we weren't prepared. <laughs> and, and we weren't prepared for anything. And, I, and like I think that was the most I think it was the most we've ever disagreed because everything we did forever was always like, oh yeah, dude, let's do it. I was so worried about money. Oh, and yeah. yeah. But I think that yeah. made us closer too, because now we're now we're fine. Yeah. But like and it, I wouldn't even say we had a problem. I, I just feel like it was like a tension. It was like, dude, we gotta do this and we got to move like this and we got to do and like it was like I think we were just so caught up in the tension and it was like friends go through shit like that you know what I mean like so we got through it we moved in we finally get settled in and then boom coronavirus hits us in the fucking face (laughs) baby (laughs) coronavirus has shut the entire fucking world down so what did we do improvised I'll tell you what we did I'll tell you what we did we cleared out the couch we made a studio I grew a mustache. We went over and we bought a case of wine. We bought a couple beers. Yeah. And we're here to have a good time. Yeah. And I just want you guys to join us on the journey. Yeah. And uh, we're going fucking insane. Yeah. So that's why we came up with this idea to start the first episode. We're going to finish this bottle of wine. Wine. <laughs> Unless you're really, really attractive and you're on hinge and you're looking for a nice six to Italian yeah. boyfriend with a little bit of a weird mustache, but I can shave it off anytime you need me to when I meet your family. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Don't fucking judge me. <laughs> Our thumbs are fucking bleeding. Yeah. They're bleeding. I mean, my thumb's cramped. My thumb has <laughs> been swiping right all day. I've been on Bumble, Hinge, Tinder, all platforms. Yeah, man. Listen, at the end of the day, there's another thing, too. Is like people fuck up, right? They go out and they have a good time. They do have a lot of fun. But don't let that be... Like, determine who you are later in life. Like, I have a lot of friends who are kind of still stuck in that. Yeah. That path. It's okay to drink, but... It's okay to drink. It's okay to do stupid shit like this, right? Like, we're on camera. We're probably going to put this out somewhere. And but you got to understand, too, like, there's a time and a place for everything, right? Like, you, you have a time to work. You have a time to take care of your responsibilities. You have a family. You have, you know, girlfriend, whatever the fuck you have. Like, you take care of it. We have nothing to do right now because of what's going on. But, like, there is... A time and a place for everything. And there's people who just kind of might hold you back and tell you tell you back. Don't fucking, don't ever let anyone pull you back from where you want to go. Do what you want to do and figure it out. It, whether it's at 24 
or at 35. Like, figure out what you want to do and fucking run with it. Oh, at the end of the day, dude, pe- people can have fun. People can do their thing, right? Like, people have people have different things. Some people like to smoke weed. Some people yes. like to drink. Some people like to do certain things. How you want to spend your time, as long as it doesn't hurt your effectiveness and what you're doing and being productive, I don't think it's a problem. If you have a serious problem, I think you need to see, seek medical help. I think you need to see people or you need to see someone. Mm-hmm. If As long as it's not affecting who you are as a person and the goals you're trying to achieve, I think, I think you're fine. And I think everyone should aspire to do better. You're going for themselves. Out every week? I don't, I don't that's different. Agree with that, that's yeah. yeah, that's completely different. You going out once in a while, you're doing something like this. I mean, dude, we're cooped up in the house seven days a fucking week. If we want to get fucked up one night, yeah, we're gonna get fucked up. We're gonna give you a life lesson too along the way. <laughs> Coronavirus. Fuck you. Coronavirus. Go fuck yourself. <clears throat> COVID nineteen. Fuck yourself. We're gonna come out of this stronger than ever. We're gonna make it through this. Fuck you. First episode down. Plenty of more to go. And let's get this fucking money, baby. Let's get this fucking money. Hey, hey, listen up. (laughs) Just because we're a little tipsy doesn't mean you have to take away our lessons, okay? Junior, Junior, wow! You guys remember what we talked about, Junior? Saturdays are for the boys. Some people remember this. Saturdays are for the boys. Don't you break? There's a party going on right here. A Saturday to last throughout the years. So bring your good times and your laughter too. We gon' celebrate nobody with you. Come on now, Saturdays are for the boys. Let's all celebrate and have a good time. Saturdays are for the boys. We gon' celebrate and have a good time. Hey guys, uh, Evan here. We actually got a little too fucked up the night we recorded the pilot episode, so we didn't really get a chance to explain why we started the podcast in the first place, which is the main point of the whole episode. So I'm going to run you through it. We basically came up with this idea a few months ago because we had been talking about making a podcast for about five years now, um, and it finally came to a point where I kind of came up with this idea of getting public figures and and celebrities and athletes and politicians onto onto our podcast where we would talk to them about their side businesses, endeavors, ventures, things outside of what they're known for. Uh, And I kind of came up with this this pitch that I had sent to just a few people without even really having the gist of our podcast. It was just kind of like a cold pitch that I gave to a lot of these people and a lot of them started getting back to me. So I came home that day and I was like, yo, 
Alex, we, we got we to gotta try this out. I think I might be on to something. And then from there, we just kind of started running with it. We began recording in a studio. Um, we started recording episodes with some NFL guys and then so on and so forth. It became social media influencers and actors and um, politicians and public figures. And uh, it's really grown into um, something that I think is going to be a lot of fun for us and for the listeners. And I hope it continues to grow moving forward. Um, so we're looking forward to everything that, that's coming in the next few weeks. You can expect our episodes every Monday night um, at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.